Hello and welcome to Talking Baseball. We had another wild weekend of results and action and drama and Trevor's back from Florida. So how about that? Hello and welcome to Talking Baseball presented by DraftKings. Thank you very much for tuning in. We hope you had a wonderful weekend. We hope you watched some baseball and enjoyed it. And since you cannot watch every single game on every single night, we're here to fill you in on a little bit of what happened. Who's hot, who's not, what's good, what's bad. What are the main storylines? And we got a bunch. Pretty excited about it. My name's Jimmy. Sitting next to me is Jake in California, back in his studio. We have Trevor Plouffe, and in the corner, we have producer Bug Bug Dude wearing San Diego Padres jersey today. Mm. What do you got about, what do you think about mm. that, Trev? I like it. Okay. You're you're allowed to root for whoever you want to root for, BBD. Okay. Yeah, it looks good on you. I like don't the sell Phillies infield specific stuff, and I don't care about mm. the whole team. So. Mm. Mm. Just the infield. You should get a custom Phillies jersey that just says the infield. If, if the Phillies... Are listening? The infield. They should send BBD a custom jersey that on the back mm. the name says the infield. Infield the Phillies, like a five or six for the number of positions. It should be like one, two, three, or no, no pitcher. So it's two, two through three, four, six, five should be the number infield. Yeah. Or two through six, you could do. Yeah. And then up top says the infield. A classic jersey, a classic baseball man's jersey. Saying if the Phillies are listening, we're all we're all on to BBD secret. Like he had us going for a while, but we found him out. So no, he's like still like right now, right now, Trev. I've been like, well, maybe they are good now because all I see is highlights. I still don't know. I have to check every two weeks to see how the infield is actually doing. Well, sneak peek to our best friend of the week, maybe a part Mm. of that. Jake, how are you doing? James, Trevor, Big Baby David, uh, Trevor Plouffe is still my favorite uh, Phillies infielder of all time, so that's yeah. that's pretty big. Doing well, man. I mean, obviously Dodgers pods stole the show, which was fantastic for baseball. I mean, in a little bit of the classic baseball, we end up in extra innings, so everyone has to do their thing on that, and it does suck, and it's not real baseball, but... uh. Man, I mean, watching watching Tatis do it on the big stage, watching that comeback, watching all the talent on the field, incredible. Our Yankees finally showed some signs of life, so that was enjoyable. And, man, a lot of, like, standout performance and awards and stuff, a lot of guys dropped it, dropped it this weekend. So I'm excited to talk dropped about what? it. Oh, yeah. Yep. Hammer okay. time. Who's playing the most time at second base for the Phillies? <laughs> Jimmy. Because so, so that's the only position they actually lead the league in OPS. It was Gene Segura. Or wins above that in war, war, war. Gene Segura, he's hurt right now. Uh, and then Nick Maton stepped in and been awesome. Little Brad Miller action there? Brad Miller's been getting they're, um, they're second in OPS at second base as a team. I think every time Miller's gotten into a game late at second, those have been the days he's gotten. Like, you don't doubles. want me to say the first base, third base, shortstop numbers. Catcher. Well, fifth, this weekend. fifth and catcher. 
Brad Miller's sneaky hot boy. He's tall, Ooh, got a good body. Ooh, I don't know. Funny. In your backyard. Not traditionally good looking. Trev, but I'll, you I'll put it all together. I'll handle the not traditionally good looking. All right. It's fair enough. Yeah. Fair enough. Thank you. I'll give that to you. It's his domain. All right. You guys want to get right into it? I need to hear it. Trev, you do you know what happened in the National Are you League? Ready even? Like I'm not doing the National League, James. I so. know. So I'm asking, do you know? And then you're supposed oh. to say, No, Jim, no. I have no idea. And then I'm saying, Well, I here you go. I screwed that one up big time. Yeah. No, Jim, I didn't see any of it. Can you please inform me about the baseball that happened? Hell yeah, let's do it. The series that everyone was talking about, and for good reasons, is the first one I'm going to talk about. The Padres took three out of four from the Dodgers in another exciting series. They've now played seven times this season, and six of the seven have had the tying or winning run come to the plate in the last inning. So just crazy good baseball. All the Dodgers starters had good outings. Darvish shoved in his. The Dodgers were about to split the series. Sunday Night Baseball, they were up seven to one after six. Padres came back. Bauer and Tatis had some fun trash talking to each other, peeking. Sheldon Noisy got his first hit as a Dodger, his first homer as a Dodger, and had a big series. Good for him, but Padres did sweep. The Giants keep, not sweep, they took three or four. The Giants keep going. They take three out of four from the Marlins. Holy smokes, the Giants' four starters combined for 27 innings and only two earned runs, and both runs were solo homers. The Giants' bullpen allowed seven earned runs in nine innings, so not as good as the starting pitching. Yaz with a big series at the plate for San Francisco, five hits, two homers. And on the Marlins' side, Pablo Sanchez had a good start, and Corey Dickerson, the only Marlin with good offensive numbers. Brewers took two out of three from the Cubs. Brett Anderson left game one with a knee injury. Lindblom gets called up to replace him, and the Cubs light him up. But the Cubs lose the next two games. Arietta and Hendricks did have good starts. Woodruff had a good start for the Brew Crew. Kane is very close to returning, and the Brewers are optimistic that Yelly can be back before the end of the week. So that's good news for the Brew Crew, who are now just winning. The Mets... The Mets beat the Nationals two times, and they lose once. DeGrom, complete game shutout, 15 Ks, only two hits, and he recorded two hits himself with an RBI. He's insane. Alonzo, Conforto, and Davis combined for 12 hits and three homers. Patrick Corbin with another stinker for the Nats, and the Nats only recorded two extra base hits the entire series. That ain't good. The D-backs with another series win. They're now at 500. They took two of three from the Braves. The Braves took game one, but then the D-backs held the Braves to one hit over 14 innings during the Sunday doubleheader. Zach Gallen goes complete game one hitter in game one of the seven-inning doubleheader, and then Bumgarner goes complete game no hitter in game two. Yikes, the Braves. Not good. Congratulations, the D-backs. The Cardinals sweep the Reds, and the Cardinals really needed a series win and a sweep, so I'm a little bit happy for them. Sad for the Reds. Uh, Only the second series wins for the Cards on the season. They got good starts from Kim, Gant, and Jay Flair. Dylan Carlson went off seven hits in the series. Good job, the Cardinals. Jake's Rocks took two out of three from the Phillies. Tapia hit a walk-off home run in game one. Um, Hoskins. Phillies infield. He went off two-run home run and three-run home run in game two after homer in game one as well. 
Ten guys pitched for the Phillies in this series. Nine of them gave up an earned run. That ain't good. For the Rocks, Cron, Crone, Cron, Crone, 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 Tapia, and Story. Those three guys combined for 18 hits and five homers in the three games. Wild. And that's your National League update. Nice going, Jim. That was that was smooth sailing for you right there. Appreciate it. I had time, so I wrote hey, it. Hey. I wrote it out. Hey, hey. Uh yeah, some good stuff, guys. Where do you want to start? I feel like every it's a lot of give and take right now in the National League. Mm. Like uh, the Phillies, I feel like they just won a series. Now they lose a series. The Mets lose a series. Now they win a series. The Rockies lose. Now they win. Um, you know, the Cardinals lose. Now they win. It's like. Besides the and now the Dodgers lost, so I don't know. The Brewers are the only team like really like consistently winning series. It feels like we've we've brainwashed ourselves a little bit. I mean, we've been so excited for one sixty two and Trev. I know we'll talk about this with your Yanks a little bit coming up, but you know you are so into it and and we're rolling that you know I I joked this morning like if any team railed off a five game win streak right now, like basically except the Detroit Tigers. It changes the outlook of their season. <laughs> you're like, you're either off and running or you're feeling it. Uh, but yeah, I mean, NL NL East, full slog mode. NL Central, full slog, minus the Brewers. Be cool if the cards get hot. We like the cards. We're obviously biased. We love Jay Flair. Uh, Chris Rose rotation today ad, so that's a lot of fun. But uh, yeah, I, I don't know what kind of jumped out. You mentioned that the cards and the other side of that what jumps out to me. Like, we got all excited about the Reds. The Reds are hitting this year. They're doing it. Yeah, we kind of like them. Castillo, Sonny Gray's back. They're in a bad place right now. They've lost uh, their 2-8 and eight in their last 10. Um, I don't know. The Mets We talked about fun. that, though, right? Yeah. Like, they wanted to have the big dick swinging attitude. You just can't. I mean... Then this happens, and where does it all go? Like, if you have an identity, keep your identity. Like, are they still doing all those things they were doing when they were winning those baseball games? Probably not. So, like, I think it's funny when teams do that. They come out, they're talking all this shit because they're winning some baseball games, and they go in a little rut like this, and now everyone's tails are between their legs. Like, if you got an identity, keep doing your identity. If that's what you want it to be, you got to keep going. Keep your tails out. Keep you know the tails out. Yeah. Dodgers lose. Dodgers lose three out of four, and they still have the most wins in the National League. How about that? Yeah. They're good. Uh, the Giants, yeah. Uh, I did look up Milwaukee. They've won five out of seven series. I'd be interested to see. Series stats. What team is winning the most series? Also, Jake, I really want to do the other stat we talked about in Talking Yanks. Which yeah. team has the most starting pitchers go six innings? Don't even care about results, Trev. Just that's so huge right now, early on, like bullpen not being overworked. We'll see. Yeah. Um, you want to talk about the Giants, Trev? Their pitching was insane. I mean, they're 14 and 8 on the season. They're ahead of the Padres in the standings. We we talked about them a lot in the season, the preseason leading up, and what where are they going? Like, what's the direction? They cut they signed uh Gaussman really early. Uh, we're like, okay, they're they're at least being somewhat aggressive in free agency, like, but we still don't know the direction. But my man Gabe Kapler's at the helm. Maybe he doesn't even know the direction, but I know I know one thing. He's working those guys. They respect him, and like they're just going out and playing good ball. 
a lot of names that you don't necessarily know. I mean, Yastrzemski is a name because he came out like gangbusters last year and his grandpa is a guy. But like other than that, you know, these guys are just kind of getting it done really under the radar. Everyone's talking about the Dodgers and the Padres series, but you look up, what are they? They're one game back of the Dodgers? One game back of the Dodgers. And you know I hate looking at standings before two months into the season, but I think we need to give a little bit of credit for what they've been able to do there. Something's going on. You know I love the player development there. Like mm-hmm. there, There's something going on. Well, and can they keep this up? I'm very interested to see. Good pitching is what's going on. Gossman goes eight innings pitch, one earned run. Aaron Sanchez, five innings pitched, zero earned runs. Logan Webb, seven innings pitched, zero earned runs. Alex Woods, seven innings pitched, one earned run. Which, when it's that dominant, leads me to believe the Marlins are a bit stinky right now. Team ERA on the season is 294. I don't want to send shots fired at Yastrzemski because Trev mentioned this fun fact, but my grandpa was also a guy. Um, but no, the the pitching's been lights out, dude. You look at their, if you go to their baseball reference, they have six starting pitchers listed. Uh, you know, Gossman, Webb, Disco, Cueto, Sanchez, and Wood. Uh, Logan Webb's ERA is 403 in four starts, which is whatever. Everyone else is under 214. So when you get someone giving you an effort every night out of the starting pitching on the bump, that helps out. And then for the offense, it kind of turns into a spin zone. Nobody's really going gangbusters. Like Posey and Longoria got off to nice starts for themselves. But, you know, uh, Yaz, the OPS is sneaking up a little bit. Uh, Nobody else is going. So it's, you know, it's the spin zone. Do you say, hey, maybe these Giants got more in the tank? Or, you know, if the pitching starts to level out a little bit and the hitting stays there, we might get kind of a little more of what we expected from the Giants this year, but I love their coaching staff. So yeah. Yeah. Yaz was, the, Yaz was the only hitter that really like had in very impressive numbers in the series. It was all pitching. It's, it's cool to see when a team can reel off some wins like this and only have one of their sides firing, you know, if they do get it all working at the same time, like maybe we're talking about a good baseball team here. I'm going to quiz you guys right now. Yes. I'm looking at the team stats. I hope you don't have it up. Obviously, we're talking about the Giants. They're third in the league in ERA plus right now, which is awesome. The other top five, you could name three of them for sure. Do you know who's number one in the league right now? An ERA plus? Yep. ERA plus. There's absolutely no way you're going to get this unless you've seen it. Okay. Someone pitching good that you wouldn't expect us to know. It's got my brain spinning the Mets. Like literally, we talked about them all offseason about like what are they doing? They need pitching. Oh, Texas. The Toronto Blue Jays. Oh, okay. Toronto, Toronto Blue Jays. Their 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 bullpen has been lights out. Yeah, they just they they've been doing it, man. It's interesting to see when you look up stats like that right now. The Giants sitting right behind the Padres at 130 ERA plus. They're they're twirling it out there. I think Jake made a um, Jake made a good point about. How last year in only 60 games has kind of brainwashed us because I never looked at the standings until before the All-Star game or paid them any mind or cared about anything as much as I'm caring about right now. And I think it's because we're and like, you know, like you said, like you win five games, your your out your whole outlook is better. And I think two years ago we wouldn't even be doing this. But we're just so excited to get like 162 again. We kind of forgot like "Eh, none of this matters that much. Pirates, oh. Pirates are 500. We'll talk about them in a little bit. Yeah. I looked at this in the chat. One of my good buddies, uh, Kurt Casali, mm. former teammate of mine, 
the stat was you caught five shutout games in a row. That's cool. That's, I like that's that. awesome. I like that, Kurt. That's incredible, dude. So, hey, if you want to stick around in the show, Kurt, keep doing that. The guy will have 10 years before you know it. I love when catchers get that, like, that stigma. Like, they call good games. They handle the staff well. Those guys have the longest freaking careers, man. Drew Bue. So, yeah. Drew Bue. Uh, all right. One thing I wanted to note was that I didn't say it, but uh, Walker for the Mets, Taiwan, friend of the program, he had a really good start. Stroman had a uh, not a good start after DeGrom, and then Walker picked it right back up for the Mets. That's pretty cool. And then let's talk Padres, Dodgers real quick. I mean, this was like a big storyline, Sunday Night Baseball. Um, down 7-1, the Padres come back. Eno Saris had a great tweet about the Padres hitters versus the Dodgers bullpen. Like the Dodgers bullpen's power sinkers and high fastballs, mm-hmm. um, which can that style of pitching can only get beat by singles and singles <laughs> to the opposite way. And the Padres just hit three of those in a row, and it's like matchup like nightmare. I thought that was really cool uh, nugget from our friend Eno, mm. and the comeback was cool. And you thought like, oh man, Sunday night baseball is going to be the only one that's a blowout. That's a bummer because the series been so good. And then the Padres come back and make it a game. So I mean, I know that it's everyone's talking about it, and we want to spread the love around the league. But I was watching that game. And I was watching when Noisy hit that home run, and there was like little kids in the crowd. Like the camera, like ESPN showed like little kids like going crazy and doing like going to the music and dancing. And I'm like, man, I know it's impossible to have every game be what this is because it's this is like special baseball, right. two really talented teams in the same market, blah, 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 blah. But man, if we can get like every game to just be a touch closer to how those feel, I mean, that that is like a Padres game and Dodgers game went up against the Oscars and like views and being talked about that doesn't happen usually so or in the last couple of years so i was awesome and then we do have the bauer and tati stuff where they're tweeting at each other and bauer saying bauer said that you know celebrations are okay i don't care they really trolled him they did like all of his stuff right back in his face covering the eye the strut good and then but again good fun and bauer didn't care either he's like yeah it's fine yeah. and he even said like he did the sword to hosmer and then hosmer did it right back after he got hit. That's what I'm talking about. Let's have some fun. Baseball is fun. And that's what it was. And I think, Jim, what you're trying to say is, like, they were having fun. They were also playing elite, elite baseball, man. I mean, the guys yeah. that pitched in this series, I, uh, you know, it ends up being one of the butter knife stats of this series. But Tatis is the first guy ever to hit two home runs on back-to-back days off of different Cy Young winners. So, again, you got to chop that up a little bit to get there. But think about it. I mean, Kershaw, Bauer, Tatis got two off of both of them. The guy's a sick puppy, man. And then he gets the one, but it's the blowout game, and then he's on the bases and just everywhere he shows up, except the defense right now, figuring out a little bit. But everything is so talented, so fun. I mean, even the casual hair flip. I mean, Santa Maria! Uh, you brought me into the broadcast because watching that was something. Listening to A-Rod, let me just say, like I know that people feel a certain way about him, but if you just went in there and just didn't know who he was, you would say, that guy doesn't know baseball. He didn't He didn't play baseball. He was trying to, he was trying to describe a safety squeeze, 
which is essentially just a squeeze that the runner reads the ball down before he takes off. It's not a full-on squeeze. That's it. That's the definition of a safety squeeze. Got it. See the ball down and go first. He couldn't do that. And listening to him talk about the game and saying, oh, these guys are channeling. They're for sure thinking about Tony Gwynn when they're up at the plate because they hit a few ground balls that got through the infield. No, they're not. Definitely. They weren't thinking about Tony Gwynn. So it was... I don't know if he adds to, I feel like he's almost so out there and so strange that he almost like adds to the game. People, like, I, I was, I was posting all the clips of the stuff he's saying and people are like, why don't you just put on the nerd broadcast? The And I like Benetti, but they're too much for me. Like I actually kind of, re- I didn't even know there was another broadcast. Yeah, ESPN two does it. It's too much. I don't like it. Um, I love analytics and like having that info, but I kind of like it after the fact, like they just kind of sure. inundate you with it. But A-Rod's hilarious. I'm almost to the point where, like, I, I, I want him to stay on. Is a Martian. Yes. It's a, it's, he's just not a human. He probably is in normal conversations, maybe, but, like, he's, he's not a human on that broadcast. It's almost like Third Rock from the Sun, a Martian trying to fit in. It's so weird. I mean, this soundbite. His name is Mookie Betts. I said, Poppy, can he play baseball? He said, man, can he play baseball? I mean, I was, I was giggling. That conversation never happened, by the way. <laughs> I mean, that's obviously, that's what we said in the office. Like, I was like, and the funniest thing is, like, that's, that story just 100% never happened. Like, Do you think David Ortiz straight up said he's going to be the face of the Red Sox for two decades? No. Have you ever heard no. anyone? He said Rod. <laughs> he said Rod. This guy's a great bowler. This guy's a great – he can dunk a basketball. Like, that stuff about Mookie wasn't even, like – in the like, <laughs> how would how would David Dortiz know that from this is like he said he's probably said look, Alex maybe asked him about Mookie and, and Ortiz probably said hey he's special man like this guy can play basketball he's a bowler he didn't he can say do that all these things. he's gonna, he's going to be a really good baseball David Ortiz no, didn't know that nineteen did. year old Mookie Betts could do all that stuff when he was a probably professional did. he probably did because people do talk about that people talk about that with Mauer like Mauer's a scratch golfer can bowl can play you know Florida quarterback. quarterback. Florida State um, signee, like so, you do know what kind of athlete these guys are, but there's no way he just went in like that. And I mean, the whole conversation was just completely made up, basically. Like they made it, they maybe talked about it a few different times, little bits here and there. And then A Rod's like, okay, let me put it all together and talk about it on Sunday night. Does A Rod have any idea the, the entertainment he's providing? Yeah, I think he sees all this. Oh, is he, he self aware? Like, I think he's. No, he, he sees interactions. He's not yeah, he sees interactions and says it's good. Okay. Yeah. No, he's not self-aware. No, I mean it was a comedy show. Yeah, I hope he never gets self-aware because it's kind of like so bad it's good, like one of those things. He might try harder. I was, I was laughing. It's dude, it's bizarre. It's entertainment. Like he's not a human. Saying Tony Gwynn never struck out forty times in a season with that baseball game that was going on last night was completely meaningless. Completely meaningless. The hitters don't care. The pitchers are throwing a little grosser stuff than when Tony was around. And by the way, Tony Gwynn's widely regarded as one of the best hitters to ever play the game. So let's let's not compare every hitter in this game. Rayleigh, some of the guys the Dodgers are throwing out because of injuries. Like, you know, Jorge Mateo, my guy, I don't think we should be comparing him to Tony Gwynn right now. Like, A-Rod, it's, it's a form of entertainment. I don't know what it is. When he said no launch angle, like, like no, it had a launch angle. Like every ball has a launch angle. It could be negative, could be positive. He goes no launch angle. Like, dude, 
Machado, I promise you, wasn't trying to hit a ground ball to second base. Okay, like he, he just it was a slider. He got out in front of it a little bit, kept his hands through, and that's where the ball went. Like he is not trying to shift beat. But A Rod, according to A Rod, he he channeled Tony Gwynn because he was thinking about yeah. him. Did it? Channeled Tony Gwynn. Possessed. John Turner's reaction. Most players would be standing at second base. Rookie Betts goes first to third. JT says, hey, big fella, thank you for that steak. He called the truck, uh, and it was an at-bat later. He called to the truck. was like, can you show that replay of Turner and Betts high-fiving? And then, the, I mean, how is the producer not, like, just say no to that? Nah, you're right. We're going to keep moving on. We're just No, trust me. I have this steak joke lined up. We're going to stick with the game here. That's <laughs> so funny. Trev, uh, Tatis, peaking nonsense. Did you ever peek down at a catcher's placement? Uh, did you ever take a, a gander, see if try to look at his fingers or try to look at the way he shuffles? It does happen from time to time, but me personally, no. I, I told you guys pre-show, like, you try to do it right now. Like anybody that's listening to this, go ahead and put your eyes down and peek back this way. Like you, it's really hard to see. And like, you got to think there's a catcher with his leg shadowing. He's got his glove there. It's really hard to see. And I mentioned this on the uh, IG live with Chris Rose that we're doing every day. Um, there's one time that you can do that as a hitter and you know what's going on. It's like the one o'clock games, three o'clock games when the, sh- when the sun is just right and the shadows are casting out towards the field of play you can see where the catcher's lining up that's one thing i used to love i would mm. look at that all the time that's interesting but that's to, cool yeah to peek down and see a sign like maybe maybe you're doing it to see where he's setting up but it's really hard to go and look at his fingers right there so yeah i thought your video was great on it yeah i mean because i i went to and see it but the the sign was done. And like, even then it was like this cutter sign, which is like five or three or it's like some weird three with a thumb up. So like, even if you did see that, I don't think Tatis knows like, Oh, that's the cutter. It wasn't like one or two, but he didn't, the fingers were gone before he even looked or whatever. So. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a strange gray area because if you're at second base, you can look right in the signs all the time. Like obviously they're going to change up their sequencing, but like they should probably be doing that anyway nowadays. Um, but I would I would say that's more bush league for a hitter to do it than a runner on second base. But they're kind of the same thing anyway. But Tatis wasn't doing it. Even so, it's like an outside pitch that he pulled. Yeah. So that was nasty. Yeah. All right. Let's go to the AL. Trev, you have the AL this week? I got the AL. I let's, love let's it. The, I'm going to slow it down a little bit because I feel like I go a little too fast and I forget things. Okay. So. Well, before we do that, I got to tell you, Trevor, about sports management worldwide. Do you know who Mike Matheny is? Yeah. Sure. Well, after he was fired from the Cardinals job, his agent decided it was time to grow and improve his knowledge and his skill set. So Mike went to sports management worldwide and took some baseball analytics class get himself familiarized with the new age terms, what people like, what those nerds are doing in the front offices. Uh, he registered for Sports Management Worldwide, eight-week is a little Sports Management sports management Worldwide's eight-week online course, baseball analytics. He graduated from the program. He goes, he's the manager of the Royals now. They're playing some pretty good ball. 
Can you imagine being one of the 20 other students who logged into Zoom and saw the former Cardinals manager taking a course with you? Well, you can do that right now. If you love baseball, if you want a job in baseball, whether you want to be an agent, a scout, or an analyst, sports broadcaster, or someday the manager. Sports Management Worldwide offers several eight-week online baseball courses, including baseball player development um, with former two-time MLB Executive of the Year and former Orioles, Red Sox, and Expos GM Dan Duquette. Baseball agent course with MLB agent Oscar Suarez. Baseball GM and scouting course with Dodger GM Dan Evans and 40-year MLB scout Hank Jones. And, of course, baseball analytics course with Ari Kaplan, which Mike Matheny took. Apply at smww.com and use the discount code JOMBOY for $50 off the course of your choice. They offer courses in baseball, basketball, football, hockey, soccer, rugby, cricket, and even racing. If you always dreamed of, work, dreamed of a job working in sports, Sports Management Worldwide can help you. Apply free at smww.com and use the discount code JOMBOY for $50 off the course of your choice. Pretty cool. I'd actually be interested to see like the baseball analytics, how they go about that. Can that help us with our whole math situation here? I think, think I need to go back to arithmetic. Okay. But maybe that's step that's one. two steps. Step one of baseball analytics, no math. Arithmetic. Know what math is. I can is. do arithmetic. I can do addition and subtraction, kind of. I don't trust myself. Yeah. If, Why do you know? If you odd numbers get involved, I'm out. Anyway, <laughs> the American League. I'm Trevor, what happened? Whoa. The American League. We're going to start off with the gangs in Cleveland. It's the Odor Effect. He is sparking that clubhouse, baby. And Indians take three or four, though. So I don't know what he's sparking. Strike that, strike that, reverse it. Yanks took three or four. I, I was I, – why did he write that on there? My bad, guys. He's set up for failure. I'm like Ron Burgundy just reading the, the sheet right now. Yankees take three of four. Herman versus Raleigh in game one. Odor has the go-ahead two-run single in game one. Higgy also homers. He might be taking the job from Sanchez. Ooh. I don't know how you guys feel Whoa. about that. We'll talk about it afterwards. Game two, Montgomery versus Allen. Stanton hits a couple of lasers. Odor hits another homer, and Hicks gets one off of uh oh my goodness either all right I, I, my thing is messed up hold on okay. one second guys let me time start out. all over it's quick time, time out. out quick quick 30 seconds you go on vacation you're rusty you no. my my screen just screwed up on me hold okay. on okay i'm sorry i need to refresh wow. it. what do you want us to talk about right now? i hate when my calculator breaks no. start the start it back up you're i'm ready, ready to go. okay here we go here we go trevor ploof Ladies and gentlemen. Yanks take three of four. Game two, Stan hits two lasers. Game three, it's Cole versus Bieber. They're both who they are supposed to be. Cole, seven innings pitch, one and run. Bieber, seven innings pitch, two and runs. Odor and Hicks for the second game in a row. Hit homers, both off Bieber. So Odor is really bringing it. In the last game, the Indians get the better of the Yanks. Fran Mill Reyes, three-run home run, falls a double short of the cycle. Tyone, did he change the arm action a little bit? A little longer arm action? Or just, that's what we were talking about a little bit, huh? He's back. Anyways, on to the next series. Mariners in Boston. Two surprise teams doing really well. We thought they were going to suck, but they're, they're playing pretty well. Game one, closer than the final score dictates. Dunn versus full pension, full pension Piv. Mm. Mariners score four in the 10th. Haggerty, RBI double, and Hanniger, my guy Mitch with a three-run home run. 
Hoffman takes game two. Perez versus Kikuchi. Bogarts and Martinez, two hits and a home run each in game two. Bogarts had three RBIs. The X-Men just gets it done. Game three, Mariners take pretty easily. Flexen versus Eovaldi. Flexen goes seven innings pitch with one earned run. Seager does all the offense for the Mariners. Three hits and three RBIs, including a two-run triples. We love triples. We're triples kind of pod. And then in game four, Red Sox take it five to three. Rodriguez versus Mergevicious. Mergevicious. Score four, Red Sox score four in the first inning of game four on two hits, four walks, and a hit by pitch. And JD hits two doubles. On to the Angels in Houston. Astros take three of four. Friend of the program, Cobb, gets the start in game one for the Angels. Loses to Javier Bregman's three hits and three RBIs in game one. Javier, five shutout innings with a career-high nine Ks. Game two, the Astros take it in walk-off fashion. Greenkey versus Heaney. Astros score three after the Angels score two in the 10th of game two. And Robel Garcia, little walk-off jam shot into center field to win it for them. Game three, Astros dominate. Odorizzi has to come out of the game in the first inning. Kentel, um, Kent Emanuel comes in. And all he does, eight and two-thirds, two earned runs in the MLB debut. That's incredible. In relief, eight and two-thirds doing it. The Astros hit three home runs in that game. Game four, Angels finally get one. Bundy versus McCuller Otani with the go-ahead solar home run in the eighth inning. Um, Astros looking to get the field back. Altuve is going to be back Monday. Odorizzi is going to be the doctor on Sunday. We'll see how that goes. Big story out of the out of the contest was Mike Trout hit by a pitch in game one and missed the rest of the series. Rendon, Stassi. They're coming back for the Angels as well. That was a good series, though. Now, moving on to the A's going into Oakland. They, or excuse me, the A's going into Baltimore playing the Orioles. They take two out of three. Their winning streak ends at 13, I believe. Uh, they took game one, Irvin versus Lopez. Cole Irvin, Swervin Irvin, former Lehigh Valley Iron Pig teammate of mine. Five and a third inning pitch, one earned run. Loriano hits the homer, and Piscotti with an RBI single. Uh, game two, Jed Lowry, my guy. Three-run home run game two. Canna and Olsen, two hits, two RBIs apiece. They're running the streak up to 13. And then guess what the Orioles say? We've had enough of that. We've had enough. They went 8-1. to one. Means versus Lizardo. 13-game win streak is snapped. Means six and one-third innings, one earned runs. And Hayes with a two-run homer. Moving on, Kansas City going into Detroit. Royals have taken all three. There's another game tonight. Benintendi and O'Hearn hit home runs in game one. Benintendi also had a really nice catch in game one. Solaire with a two-run double. Game two, two-to-one Royals. Singer versus Boyd. A pitcher's duel, if you will. Seven innings pitched, one earned run for Singer. Boyd, your guy, Jim. Eight innings pitched, two runs, only one earned. And in game three, Royals take it. Duffy versus Fulmer. Duffy with five shutout innings in game three. Hunter Dozier with the homer. Almost there. Blue Jays at Rays. Blue Jays take two of three. Uh, Mats versus Glass now in game one. Glass now gives a five earned runs. Four in the first, but case 10 in game one. Simeon with the three-run homer. Gritchick also homers. Uh, game two, Honeywell versus Ray. Yarbrough comes and backs up 
Um, Honeywell, five and two-thirds shutout innings as the long man Zunino and Brasso hit homers, and that fuck Randall Gritchick homers again. Mm. <laughs> game three, one nothing. Blue Jays, Ryu versus Patino. They both look good. He leads the game in the third, uh, game three in the fourth inning with a little glute strain. And the bullpen comes in those five and one-third shutout innings. They were doing some crazy cheers for our guy. Um, what's his name? The guy that does the squat, Romano. Oh, yeah, yeah, Jordan. That? Yeah. Pretty cool. Pretty cool right there. Um, but the Blue Jays are getting some guys back. Springer and Teoscar are expected to return this week. And Ryu is expected to be fine. Just a little butt strain. Mm. That's all he had. No big deal. Mm. And rounding out the AL Rangers. Going into Chicago, the White Sox sweep 9-7, 2-1, The White Sox win. Kopech does his thing. Calhoun hits the game-tying home run before Madrigal walks it off with a double in game two. Keiko's good. Gibby in that game was also good. Six innings pitch, one earned run. Abreu with a two-run home run and a sack fly in game three. Madrigal still doing it with a two-run triple. White Sox get the sweep. I'm exhausted. That's all there is in the AL. Thanks for sticking with me. Ooh, Kopech. This is the one thing that stood out. Kopech gets a second start through like 90 pitches. Need that. White Sox need that. He was supposed to be the piece with uh, Moncada coming over in the Chris Sale trade. A lot of uh, some off-the-field stuff, getting himself right, and he is looking... Holy smokes, man. I mean, every year, you know, we we talk about this a lot, but every team comes in, you know, with a plan for eight starting pitchers. You know, you got your starting five. You got your long man in the bullpen you're going to kick in. You might have a veteran in AAA. You might have a top prospect or two. I did have a moment because, you know, I was on the Twins bandwagon this offseason, which ain't a fun place to be on right now. But when I saw Kopech and you realize, you know, coming into this year, him and Crochet were kind of like bonus pieces for them. It's like, yeah, this this team does have some talent uh, up and down the lineup, deep in the pitching department, uh, and they're having fun right now. Sneaky getting hot. They, uh, they get a little sweep. Uh, I think they won the series before that against Boston. Is it six out of seven now? So they're... Uh, uh, the White Sox are starting starting to get into it. They're good. I don't know if Crochet was a bonus piece for them. He's he's the real deal, man. I know he only had a limited action last year, so I guess you're seeing if he could repeat it, but he looks like a problem for the AL Central. Gross. Glass now getting roughed up a little bit. Mm. It was all on two outs in the first inning, which kind of – and then he bounced back for a while and gave him, like, a good performance, but – Blue Jays, two outs, first inning, putting together, I don't know, I think it was a hit, a walk, a hit, and a homer. A little two-out first inning rally. It's pretty exciting. You could do that. You get ahead in the count on glass now. I think he's a guy that you can put some runs up against. Don't fall behind. And, Not right and now. We see it with so many of these ones nowadays. Your best chance is probably the first inning before they've settled in, before they've kind of found their slot. Um you know, Bieber Cole, which we'll talk about in a little bit. The Yanks, you know, got a couple guys on on, on Bieber in the first, and it was like, are we going to strike now? And I, I think Glass, I mean, you know, kind of the same thing. Once they settle in, 
you know, you're in. They're going to be able to put the ball where they want, and that's when you're having a bad time. He struck. He, he also struck out four in that first inning. It was a wild pitch. Yeah, he struck out four. Yeah. That didn't hurt him any at all. It was came after the runs, but that's pretty funny. Yeah, I know the the farm to fame crew is talking about it, but Patino gets the call. He was the piece yeah. that came over in the Snell trade. He was the arm they got. So uh, he had a nice debut. I think two point two shutty in relief. Uh, so interested to see if they stretch him out and maybe start adding him to that follower role or whatever it'll be. Because uh, he's supposed to be super talented, really young, and all that. All that jazz. Yarbrough still coming out of the pen is so ridiculous. Hate you, Rays. It is ridiculous. It makes me mad. Yeah. And like the Rays fans are are <laughs> the Rays fans are just blinded by what's happening. And they'll just be like, he's better, and he starts in the second inning. Like, that's not a fucking thing. Yeah. That's not a thing. I wonder how he feels Like, about no it. long man that goes six innings is better. Well, they're avoiding the top of the order. Look, he pitches to him the next time. It's, yeah. it's, it's not a real thing. Let him start. Do you want to know how he feels about it? Do you want, do you want like, do. when we interview him and he asks, or, you know, when the interview stops and we ask? I want to real. I really. I don't want to know for real. Real. I'd bet he feels. Uh, it's bullshit. I know where I'd place my money. Yeah. Can he? I think one thing he would talk about is arbitration and. Yeah, he lost his arbitration you know, case because of it. Yeah. Can he get wins in that role? That's. He can, but he can't get games started, enough. and he can't be, like, like how arbitration is comps. So he got comped. Yeah compared to first-year starters, even though he'd been a main pitcher for, like, three seasons. So his comps hurt him because he gets comped to first-year starters last year. And now yeah, he's not even – First-year starter, yeah. Yeah. Like, he's, he's going another, five innings every time. That's another salary suppression type thing that teams can do. Like, I, I, I firmly believe that there are some pitchers that maybe – or some rotations that need to be set up that way, but I think – like the whole shortening starting pitchers workload, I don't think is injury related. I think it's more of like, man, if we can get these guys and they only throw 150 innings a year, like we probably have to pay them less. Well, too. if you're doing like an opener and a bolt guy, like a two inning guy and a three inning guy or one inning guy and a three inning guy to get you that start, he's going 60, he's going six innings, five innings. Yeah. 5.2 shot. Like 5.2 shutout innings. So it's, it's nothing but manipulation, and and the Rays want to say, and it, there's strategy involved for sure, but it's... I want to know what that is, because this is the Rays. We do have... I think we respect the decisions they make most of the time. They're, they're good for winning games. They're bad for, like... I mean, they're, they're what they're saying is you miss the... You know, you're going to miss the top three, four hitters in the lineup, which are normally the best... Three, four hitters in the lineup So Yarborough comes in after that He sees them once or twice after If he's cruising Or you're ready to go the pin by then So yeah. there's a strategy I I just He's like the only Like they used to do this with other dudes Chirinos, but he's hurt Now he's he's kind of their guy Which is ridiculous Especially because their Their pitching staff isn't as deep as It has been in the past years yeah. With Snell and Morton But it also could be a build up Like I saw Nick in the chat right now just said, like, Patino, Honeywell, Glasnow, Yarborough, and another guy should be their starting rotation. Well, Honeywell's gone through the injury circuit. 
Um, Patino's super young and they're still figuring it out. So I, I think the Rays and like a lot of other teams are going to build up towards something at the end of the year that ideally will be their playoff plan. But Yarbrough should be a starting pitcher in this league. They used Honeywell. Enough. They used the Honeywell as the opener, and he got three, gave up three earned runs. Yeah. But more importantly, Yarbrough's done enough to just be a starter, be a starting pitcher in Major League Baseball. Mm. Yes, yes. Sounded like the Godfather there. Noah team, everyone got their tweets off about this morning, Trev. Who's that? You're wearing their hoodie. You're Kansas City Royals. Best record in the American League, win percentage-wise right now. They get a little sweep. It's good vibes, man. Witt's doing it. Carlos Santana got hot a little bit. And, again, the dirty secret when we talked about Los Hibido Gigantes, they're pitching. They're pitching. Danny mm-hmm. Duffy's getting his pitch ninja on. Ooh. Like that. Duffy's got we, like we, the we top five lowest ERA <clears throat> in baseball out of guys that have started four starts. Like really, really good. He looks gross. Looks so gross, oh man. Hey, someone asked this when you say Los Hibidos Herman. What? Uh, oh, it's not right. Like, what's that middle word? Someone asked, what's the middle word Jake says? Oh, Hibido. I mean, it's not right. It's not, a, it's a word I made up. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> it's like around what it should be. It's like Hugador yeah. is supposed to be like sports team or something like that. Well, gentes? No, I mean, that's around Giants. It's my thing. I got it. Reach out. DM me. I thought you were game. saying an actual word there. I mean, gigantes is Giants. I know that. Yeah. Uh, the middle word, I thought. I think like, it's supposed to be Hugador or something. We've done this before. Um, anything else? In the American League, we need to talk about the Royals been looking good. Duffy's been good. In Trev's book, Astros came back with a good series. Yeah, That's, that was. They had Kent Emanuel comes in. That's pretty impressive debut coming in. We'll talk about that Obviously later. Didn't know <laughs> and we can move on from that. <laughs> we can move on from that. Uh, Astros look good. I think last last episode, Trev, I said there was only like two teams in the American League with a record above five hundred. It was two or three. We had six now. Um, Jake also said that he thought the bats were like fully coming back, and I think we got that in a big way a little this bit. weekend. It was a lot of offensive, lot oh. of offensive power. Do you guys see what the league wide OPS is right now? What it's is bad. it? Because it was really bad. Seven hundred. Yeah, it was in the sixes a little bit ago. Yeah, so it's getting it's really coming bad. back, coming back. Can we get um? Can we get some snaps for the for the A's? Nice win streak. Way to go. You were horrible, one and six, one and seven. Yeah, and then you reeled off thirteen uh, in a row. That's that's why you can't take a week and say this is this is this this is that because something like that can happen. So, good for that. Bauer versus or Bieber versus Cole was a mm. pitcher's duel uh, that was like you know everyone was talking. It got like promoted and then it actually came to. Very rare that that kind of actually happens, but they were both dealing in that game. Two of two of the American League best starters, so I like that. Our Yanks showed some signs of life that Trev alluded to, uh, all thanks to Ruggie Odor. No, uh, they were just playing bad baseball, man. It's it's why that that first inning Thursday clip was as popular as it was. Everyone had heard that the Yankees and the Yankees fan base was complaining, and then they saw that, and they were like, "Oh, you guys weren't messing around." But they started playing a good brand of baseball, which was fun to see. They get three out of four. They're heading to Baltimore and Detroit. So in Yankees land, we're, we're starting to get the good juju going. Uh, it looks like 
Trevor, Trevor Plouffe, uh, Stanford, you have a question in the back. Um, how are the Mariners doing it? I'm, I'm mm. just a, a serious question. I'm looking at the overall team numbers. Um, OPS plus and at 97, which is exactly league average right now. ERA plus, they're sitting at 104, and league average is 103. So they've just been average, but their record has been much better than that. Is there something I'm missing? Is the defense playing a factor? Is it just them matching up against teams that aren't playing well? I'm generally curious. I haven't watched a lot of their baseball. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, chat. What's their record? Just a little over 500? Bullpen. 13 and 9. 13 and 9. Yeah, I mean. Mariners' bullpen has allowed foreign runs in 46.2 innings since 411, a .77 ERA. And Kendall, former teammate, Kendall Graveman's been a stud. Thank you, Ben, for that. I like that. In the chat. Yeah, Montero, Vest, Sadler, Misowitz, LJ Newsom. Bang. I'm not saying like go ahead and like count on the regression coming, but when you're just looking at all that, you can probably count. Well, on I the think Mariners coming. fans understand that they were started like 15 and yeah. three a couple years ago. My dude Kikuchi hasn't been pitching well. I think the bounce back season is not too much possible anymore. Maybe only been one month. Fun to watch though. These guys, these, I mean, I like I just said I haven't seen a ton of it, but the stuff that I have seen from them, which I guess is mostly highlights. They are fun to watch. Highlights are usually pretty good. Kyle Lewis just came back. Uh, stay in the wild card by the time you call Kelnick up. Let's have some fun. Yeah. Ooh. Will Vest is the name. He made his, de- made his debut this year. He's been nasty in his uh, 10 appearances. One five four ERA. Only two earned runs in 10 appearances. So when are they what, using what's him? Funny They're not using him in the high leverage, really. We... Um... When I was in Oakland, Kendall Graveman was there as a starter, and he's one of those guys we always say, like, how does this guy get hit? Like, he his stuff is nasty, and he did. He got banged around. But I guess he's found his calling. Like, he's been really well – doing really well in the bullpen. Right now his numbers are seven games, eight innings pitched. He's allowed one hit, no runs. 10 strikeouts. That's really good. Let's uh that's MLB right now. If you've if you got some stuff or you if you got that grossness in you, now we can use the the cameras, figure out why it's yeah. gross and figure out how to either have you locate it or what works and you know. What's what's I want to talk about that a little bit actually because Eno put has put out some good stuff. We love Eno on this pod. My goodness. He's talking about how teams need to change the um, the mindset because you can develop the stuff now Mm -hmm. like you can develop velo you can develop stuff but control you need to draft he's like teams will be better off drafting people that are accurate and have control and then coaching their stuff up it's it's too hard to go the other way that's pretty i thought that was really interesting huh well you know it's probably case by case because you look at guys like you know those tall motherfuckers. Maybe you put a height limit on that. If he's under six four, you draft control, you build up speed. If he's over six four, you draft speed and then you build control. Because mm. those guys just don't know it how to use their those sense. guys don't know how to use their body yet. Yeah. 
Yeah, what is that? Why do tall people? Why are they so awkward? I don't understand. It's a lot of moving parts. It's more to do. Why is it so hard to be tall? They grow, man. I, I mean, hate like, it. The fuck? I've been I hate the same it. height for a while now, so I I got a lot more practice. I don't know. Maybe more, I, I would draft all not max effort guys. So then, if they're not good starting pitchers, you kick them to the bullpen and say, "Throw your hardest, do your best." Ramp it up back there. Yeah. Makes sense. I don't know. That's why I'm not a GM. Yet. Yet. I mean, once you go to sports management worldwide, yeah. you can That's true. do anything you want. Yeah, that might be good for me. Yeah. Oh, my God. Jake takes the eight-week class, comes out such a cockhead. Cashman to Storielli. People are talking. Actually, guys. Mm, I mean, look, the GM of the Angels is like... Was a bat boy, then a club. Cashman was younger than uh, Jake is now when he got the job. He didn't even get that class, so. No. Well, maybe. We don't know. It's we don't know. When did he become the GM? He was 30 years old, 1998. Okay, so he was there right as he had a, wrong, several holidays. It's around there. I'm, I'm, it's tough with the like fake titles, real titles. I think he got named GM in 98. Yeah, I think it's 98. He was with the Yankees in 86. Watson was there through 95. And I think there's some Midler right. years. Okay, cool. But Yankees. Cashman uh, started as like an intern. I think his dad was buddies with Steinbrenner from racehorsing community in Kentucky. And that's how he got us in. Is that it? Dustin Morse. Is he going to be the GM of the Twins one day? Our guy, Dusty. We're asking. People are I have saying no idea. Dusty and Jake Story Alley. Dude, Dusty's such a funny name. Good content. What's, his name's Dustin, I'm guessing. Dustin. Dustin Dusty. It's yeah. awesome. All right, Jake, you got the interleague. What happened? Can you tell us? A huge three gamer between Cole Tucker's Pirates and Trevor Plouffe's Twins. Hmm. This series was off the map, man. Jay Happ, game one. Are you kidding me? No hitter into the eighth. The Happer, 70% fastballs, 90 miles per hour. It's unhittable. Love me some Jay Happ. Astudillo and Cave with the home runs in that one. Love me a Jake and love me a guy that's built like Jake. Cahill in game two for the Pirates. Six innings pitch, one earned run. Kevin Newman hits a homer. Perez over from the Rays. And then the Pirates take game three, six to two as well. These Pirates are rolling. Reynolds getting going. He's supposed to be a part of the future of that team. Polanco's hitting a little bit. Three hits and a homer. How about it, babe? The Pirates, after taking two out of three from the Twinkies, they are back up to 500. And the Twins... Hit the red button in Minnesota? Back to you guys in the booth. Wow. Wow. Trev, are they hitting that red button? It's not fun right now. I follow a lot of Twins people on social media, media members, uh, bloggers, everyone you can think of, and it's 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 pretty bleak out there. It's pretty grim on uh, Twins Twitter right now. You know, so I... I what's, the, what's the overall problem? Column A. Yeah, he's the big one. He's the big one. It's it's been 
it's been really tough. I, I think that is probably the thing that's worn on them the most. Like losing some of those games can bring you into a kind of a cycle like that. And then it's these series like this. Like you got to freaking beat the Pirates, man. I think this is. I think I read a stat that this is the Twins' worst start since 2016. I was a part of that. Yeah. Oh. And that's when we went. We went zero and six to start the year, and that is <laughs> that hurts. Time. It's just a bad. It's time. really bad. Really bad. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's just, it's not fun. I'm actually going there. I'll be in Minnesota in June. Hopefully things will turn around by the time I get there. If not, I mean, are they going to be asking me to get back Ooh. on the field? I don't know. I don't want it. That's though. dangerous. You've been doing your gym workouts too and stuff. If they're like, Hey Trev, like, let's, no, I'm just kidding. I'm such a bad baseball let's player. Let's see you swing right it now. a little bit. No, it's not going to happen. They called up Kira Loss. Yeah, That's it. good. It's bleak. It's bleak in Minnesota, uh, uh, and I kind of love when Minnesota sports teams like have Holy bad smokes. stretches because man, these guys—they're they, just like, well, that's what being a Minnesota sports fan is all about. It's you know, you get you get a little bit of good, but a lot of bad, <laughs> and like they're just kind of used to it right now. And it's like they're it's there's almost comfort for them, I think, in where they're at. Right, I think every now. when things start going too good, people freak everywhere out. besides Boston and L.A. has that. Same exact sentence. There's team, there's organizations that have winning franchises, but as like a the city, Steelers, like Cardinals, things like that. But yeah, as a city, yeah, they're a two two and eleven in their last thirteen. That's not good. That's bad times, mm-hmm. man. The Minnesota Twins. How about your dude Hap? Hot. He threw one changeup. So hot, which just makes me laugh. Just threw one of them. Like ah, whatever. He's pumping heaters, man. He's he's Lance Lynn light, literally. Actually, have you seen his beard? It doesn't look great. Really? I mean, I'm not I'm not good in the beard world. I know that, but I like it on him. It looks like it was painted on. Cause it's like so spotchy. I don't know. Yeah, no. He looks like a non beard guy to me. Trying to grow a beard. He's got, he's got intense eyes as mm. well. Passionate lover. One changeup. Uh, Mitch Garver's been having a tough time. Uh, he kind of looks lost up there. I think I'm going to send in a sequence tape that we have done. Add sequence. Um, you know what? I It's just yeah, too off- gray for me now because here I like it. Wow. Mm. Yeah. No, I'm going to run into a big issue in a couple Whoa. years now when my gray spot overtakes it and then my beard's fully gray and like, Two to three years, because then you then you really look. People already think I'm way older than I am. Then I'm gonna really look old. So maybe I just lose a couple some weight before my beard goes gray. That'll be the lose some weight, dye the beard, bingo bango. Ah, dyeing my beard. I dyed it once or twice. I dyed my hair twice, and then like that was a, a lot. You didn't hate you it. Did do that? Didn't What's you? that? You that liked went, it. It went quickly back to gray. I did like it because I hate it. my gray hair, but. It's like a lot of money. You have someone do it for you. It's like a lot of maintenance. A lot of maintenance. Guy named Dale. Dale. Dale Scott. My personal stylist. Yeah. He rocks the gray. He looks great. He looks great. Miss when he used to hit on Trevor on Twitter. He still does. Those are the best days. He does. He does do that. Good good job, Pirates. 11 and 11. What was their over-under? Because they're getting close to it. It wasn't very high. <laughs> yeah, what was their over-under? It was like 59 like, It was like seriously like or something. 60. It was low. 
<laughs> That's pretty funny. Could they hit it? It's 58. So there are 11, there are 11 wins. There we got 58 was their over-under. Season's going to hit its stride soon. And I think a lot of these teams we're talking about will... There will be a different story in a month. Yes, and we'll be here to tell you about it. Let's move on to the individual performances, which is brought to you by DraftKings. If you play fantasy baseball, perk up. Listen to some names. If you're streaming, we're going to tell you who's hot and who's not. You should avoid these guys or you should grab them. If you want to bet the John Boy special at DraftKings Sportsbook, you can do that. They've been running Kuipers, some other stuff. You just go to the uh, like DraftKings promotions, and then it's the John Boy specials. So sign up for DraftKings, either the Sportsbook or the Fantasy app. When you do, use code JOHNBOY. That's how you know that we sent you. They also have uh, some crazy deal probably. Mm. Um, is this draft? for? Oh, the draft. They got an NFL draft here. Oh, those are the best. Um, a chance to turn $1 into $100 in free bets if a quarterback is drafted first overall on Thursday night. Okay. I mean, that's the freest money they've given out. First overall. Did you hear that stat recently that someone said? Well, this is a baseball podcast. That only two quarterbacks drafted in the first three picks have ever won a Super Bowl? It's skewed because it's picked one with the team they were drafted by. Yes. So, like, Eli was technically drafted by the Chargers. But they traded for him. Yeah. That's a good one, but other people that got drafted and then got traded like two or three years later then win, like that makes sense. Yeah. Don't draft quarterbacks. But if one gets drafted in the first round, you win. Download the top rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code JOMBOY when you sign up for a chance to turn $1 to $100 in free bets. That's right. DraftKings Sportsbook is letting you turn $1 to $100 in free bets if a quarterback is selected first overall this Thursday night. Don't forget, enter code JOMBOY during sign-up. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or West Virginia only. New customers only. Winnings paid out in free bets. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash Sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in Indiana, 1-800-9. With it. With it. it real good. Can I stay on football? One question. Yeah. One question. Is being a good quarterback harder than being a good hitter? Like, we always say hitting is the hardest thing to do in sports. Yeah. But, like, there's only, like, four or five good yeah, quarterbacks. Uh, being a good shortstop defensively and offensively is the same as being a good quarterback. We've come to that conclusion. I love that. You guys have had that yeah. conversation. Because that is, um, man, I'm blessed mm. the Seahawks have Russ. And they were talking about getting rid of him. Like, they're talking, like, weird stuff in, in Seahawks land. And if they do, I just... I don't know what I'm going to do. How else are you blessed? Girth. All right. Standout performance. Standout performance. I, Trev, I did this yesterday, or I did this last episode. It's an illegal move, and and I'm doing it again. I can't believe you're doubling down. I'm I'm doubling down again. There's a pattern here. It makes sense again. I'm going Madison Bumgarner and Zach Gallen. They combined on the same day. For 14 innings of one-hit ball. Mad Mum gets the no-hitter. Zach Gallon pitched before him, set the pa- set the path. And his one hit was a bloop shot. So, uh, Braves, what are you doing? But really good for both these guys. Zach Gallon had a little setback to the season, a um, little injury in spring. Mad Bum just had been awful, like absolutely awful in his first four starts. So, uh, really, I mean, incredible day to be a Diamondbacks fan. And horrible to be a Braves fan. Seven innings pitched, 
Seven Ks, zero hits, zero walks for Mad Bum. It was one error that led to it. He faced the minimum because he got a double play right after the error. So he did face the minimum, which is cool. And then Zach Gallon, seven innings pitch, zero and run six Ks. And it's right after each other. It's not one day, then the next day. Like, if you're a diehard Braves fan and you watch all 14 innings, oh, man. You know how draining that must be? That was awful. But congratulations to Zach Gallon and Mad Bum. Maybe the single best day in uh, – Maybe the single best day in Diamondbacks pitching history statistically. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you'll find more innings and left less hits in a single day of Diamondbacks baseball. Right? Can't. It's got to be the most the way, we- pitch with the least amount of hits allowed in Diamondbacks history. Has to be. I like that. You can see that. We're, we're crediting Mad Bum with a no-hitter, right? Like he threw Yeah, I mean, I don't think he would have got a nine-inning one because he had 98 pitches, but maybe he would have. But also, like, if you're going to credit it as a complete game in the book, which I don't think you should, well, I don't care. But you can't do complete game, not a no-hitter. It's either it's not a complete game. Whatever. It's a complete game, no-hitter. He didn't choose the circumstances. I Yeah, that's kind of where I landed. I'll, I'll go through my whole process real quick. At first, I was like, Wow, MLB got in front of this one and nipped it in the butt. Like, the day they announced seven-inning games, they said, you know, perfect game or no-hitter won't count and to kind of end the conversation. And it was like, okay, yeah, I, I kind of get that because it's seven innings, baseball's nine innings, I get it. And then, you know, you see Mad Bum do it, and you're like, well, fun. Fun exists. I like that. But then, yeah, I saw everyone else on the Internet that was doing the, you know, like, this was the game he was given. He was given a seven-inning game. It's not like they played two more innings, or he could have even said, let's play two more innings. Like He was given a seven-inning game, and he threw a no-hitter. So I I almost <laughs> – there was an error. That was the only – Ahmed threw one away. So I'm almost happy it wasn't a perfect game because I think if it was a perfect game, I think people would be a lot louder. Like I already think the internet stopped caring about it a little bit. Um, but, yeah, I mean, Zach Gallon's one-hitter – Goes down as complete game one hitter, mm-hmm. and it's in history with all the other one hitters. Yeah, but they want to exclude Mad Bums. I think they're going to figure this one out. I, I think baseball's smart enough to find the easy win here and just do it. And it's hilarious that it's Mad Bum. Did you hear his post game, Trev? I I did hear it. It's pretty. Funny. I didn't know that he like had humor in his bones or like uh, lightheartedness is a, a better way to put. it. He's probably funny, but lightheartedness like. Well, dude, he's probably super stoked. He's been so bad. He had a really good game. He was like, this is awesome. It's pretty good. You remember what that feeling Should was Should we like? play it for anyone? Maybe some listeners haven't heard it. Sure. By the way, Mad Bum did say he would have thrown a no-hitter. Well, of course, yeah. You should. So, take that for what it's worth. All right, here's his, pro- here's his post-game. 30 bullets in there. Uh, I just oh want to I want to I want to say two things that I'm going to go celebrate with the guys. I want to thank these shadows in Atlanta. They helped me out a good bit. That's pretty awesome. And I want to thank Rob Manfred for making these seven inning games. All right. Then he takes the headphone off and leaves. That was like he didn't let them ask a, a, a single question. Power play. Do you, as a hitter, Trev, do you like him thanking the shadows because it's kind of like you know tipping the hat, like you know I I had some extra help here. It's funny. Yeah, I mean, it's funny because you do get pissed when there are shadows as a hitter. You know the pitchers are benefiting from it. But, you know, good for him. I think that that probably was a lot of weight lifted off his shoulders like we've been talking about. Like, I think he does care. You know, he's been pitching poorly, and and he doesn't want to do that. Um, Oh, man. Will this propel him to kind of like – 
maybe he, did he find anything out or was it just the shadows? We're going to have to see next time he starts. Yeah, I'm monitoring it. Good for him. Jake and I, we were recording the Weekly Dumb this morning. We stumbled into a, a joke, I guess, or a thought that cracks me up. And it was Mad Bum petting his horses when he came home at night and telling them, like, we got no hitter tonight, boys. I did it. I did it. I'm back. Proud of dad. Just petting his horses. <laughs> beautiful. I like that visual. I bet money it happened. It's beautiful. It's beautiful. And Jim, I almost sunsets I, behind him. It's like I daddy, um, daddy did it tonight, boys. I almost made you split up this award because Zach Gallon deserves more love, man. I mean, hey, well, I'm the number one the, give Zach Gallon love the, guy. The the brave side of this is kind of messy. Um, Braves, bad time in Atlanta right now. But Zach Gallon is literally off to one of the best starts to a starting pitching career. He had his streak. Um, I think it ended last year where his uh, three runs or less in his first 23 career starts or whatever it ended at. I mean, just like if we, you know, if this Wednesday we decided to do our talking baseball episode and we did best young starting pitchers, we would say so many names before we get to Zach Gallon, and we really shouldn't. Um, you know, we Walker Bueller and oh, we love Jack and oh, Freed though he's lefty, and we would go through all these names, and then we'd finally mention Zach Gallon. Where man, could you ima- if he if he did what he's done, thirty games started a two seven two ERA up until this point of his career. If he did that in Boston or Chicago or L.A. or New York, I mean, we would be nuts about this dude. So more Zach Gallon. More Zach Gallon. More, more Zach Gallon. More Zach Gallon. Nope. Are we going to start calling him Jake's D-backs? And Jake's rocks are gone. Like You don't care about the Rockies anymore. No, You're it's actually D-backs our fan. D-backs. The Rockies. Well, they're, the, they're the whole companies. They're kind of the team of John Boy. Well, there's a couple teams. The Rockies. Mm. We have like a meeting with them, Trav. They love us. The Rockies kind mm. of got relegated, basically. And so, yeah, it's it's... Jake's D-backs. Well, here's the thing. Rockies and the D-backs, both dark spots for me. I've been Daddy's very, D-backs. been very forthcoming with this. Yeah. I'm uh in, instead of trying to pay attention to both, I'm just blocking the Rockies out. They're not gonna Gone. get any admit top yas, a two and in, he's fun. And then I'm just gonna I'm gonna learn about the Diamondbacks. It's beautiful. I'm gonna learn real hard. Jake, yeah. who or no, actually Trev goes next. Who Trev. is your standout performance, Trev? I want to talk. Uh, I want to talk about Fernando Tatis Jr. What he did in prime time. Uh, you got go back to two games: three for five, two home runs; two for five, two home runs. Hits another one: five home runs in a three-game uh, stint, three-game set, three-game. I don't know what I'm supposed to say right there. Anyways, the reason I want to give him this re- uh, award is because he's had to make an adjustment with his swing that might have really hurt a normal person, but he's a superhero, so it didn't hurt him. We all saw him sublux his shoulder on April 6th. You know, he has that really violent swing, and he lets go with one hand, and that's basically what happened. He let go too far, and his shoulder couldn't hold it in anymore, and it came out. So if you've been watching him hit, it's been all two-handed follow-throughs, and that is, it might seem easy to do that. And some guys do both. But to go exclusively one way, go two hands. And I, I think he did it on accident. Um, one pitch when I was watching last night, he actually let go of the bat. But I could tell he was trying not to. 
So to be able to make that adjustment and then kind of, you know, the first couple games that he came back, you know, he did that. He subluxed on April 5th, came back on like the 16th, I believe, and had a few over games there. But in, in my opinion, he was just working through that. Like how, it's a, a totally different type of swing that you have when you're going one handed and exclusively two handed now. And he came into Dodger Stadium and just and just did it, man. And his swings have been so good. It's just really cool to see him come back that quickly. We thought this might be like a season-ending injury, the way it looked. And he took like a really, I think the, the limited amount of time, the least amount of time on the IL, came back and has looked good. I mean, he's, we always talk about, he's the most electric player in baseball. He's a wow guy and he's doing it now and having to make an adjustment in prime time. It's awesome to see. Yeah, I mean, five home runs in three games is is crazy. Seven hits, five homers in three games. So, yeah, but most people like when you do it as a the swing. Against what I'm talking the about, best like, pitchers. yeah, who who do you hit yeah. him off of though? Kershaw, Kershaw, Bauer, you, Bauer, you, May. If you're a guy, if you're you know, for anybody listening there, if you're a person who played baseball and you let go of the bat and had one hand a one handed follow through, go ahead and try to keep two hands on the bat. It's going to feel very awkward for you. I tried to do it a little bit towards the end of my career. It really feels like you're cutting your swing off. It's really hard to get extension when you're not used to doing it. But he's just so good that he's just figured out a way to do, you have, do, do you it. Think it has any, really do you think impressive. it has any uh, effect on uh, pulling it more or going oppo more? Yes. Wh- which yes, way? Yes, I do. I mean, he's still holding He's the pulling the ball more this so, year than, than his career averages so far. Very small. But his whole career is kind of small sample. I think he'll pull, I think he'll pull the ball like better, like the right way with the two-handed swing. Um, he's really forcing himself to stay inside the ball with it. So I think like he, we're, I think we're eventually going to see his spray chart kind of move more towards the center of the field. Um, I know you said it's been towards left field. I think as he gets really comfortable with this two-handed follow through, we're going to see him spray the ball like throughout the field yeah. more. But he's pulling the ball the right way um, because it really does force you to like try to stay through the ball. So it's been really impressive. I, I was curious to see how he would handle that. Um, and the first couple games, not so great. And then he comes into L.A. and just does his thing. So Do you, do you know his total hit numbers? I'm learning this for the first time. I knew it was crazy. But he doesn't have an oppo hit yet. Um, he has 13 hits. Seven are home runs, five mm. are singles. I mean, dude, he and didn't. One is a double. He he hadn't done double, too much yeah. heading into this weekend. He was hurt, and then a five homer weekend will do it for you. Four, so fourteen hits, one double, seven home runs. Half of his hits are home runs. I mean, that one Bauer slider he hit was like outside of the zone or whatever it was, and he just but he got full extension. He peaked. Little, little cutter, yeah. Controversy. Hot. It's just impressive to me to be able to do that. That's. I think that people need to know how hard that is to make an adjustment like that and then come back and still kind of look like the guy that we're used to seeing. It's true. Jake, who is your standout performance? Good standout performance. Trev. Trevor. Five, five homers, three games. Trevor, Jesus dude. Christ. Bang up job, man. He should start making some plays at short. Good read by you. Finding mm. this guy. 
Hmm. I am going with uh, a guy who I share a lot with. Um, mostly uh, his his mm. abbreviated name yeah. is my is my name. Jacob Degrom. I think I gave him one the other week. I, I think I gave him one when he was pitching at Coors and he racked up a casual fourteener. He uh he came back and he said that was that was boring. I gave up some unearned runs too. Why don't why don't I take it out of the boys' hands a little bit? How about nine innings shutty? Uh, not too bad. Fifteen Ks, two hits, and in that game, I believe he also had two hits. Everyone's talking about this Otani guy. Give me Degrom. Uh, it's just un like the reason I think you lads didn't pick him is because it's kind of the same thing. Like, we, we've we been so blinded the past four years now by how incredible this is. He's given up one earned run this year. 29 innings. 50 strikeouts. He's led baseball in strikeouts the past three years now, if you include this year. The guy's unreal. By the way, um, pitchers can't hit, but he is 6 for 11 this season. <laughs> <laughs> the former shortstop. I didn't see his hits. What were they? I mean, he's dink- he's got one double on the year. He's dinking and dunking, but he's he's hitting. Um, so I don't know, man. I, it's got it's weird that this is boring to talk about. At the same time, it's so electric when when you watch it. I know our our guy Matty Mass went to the game. Tweeted out a, a funny pick about me and Jimmy's Mets history. Um, but he was like, yeah, dude, it was kind of cool, like, going there and just rooting for the Mets and DeGrom. And I was like, yeah, that's what – we used to do that on Harvey Day, so it used to be really cool. Um, but DeGrom is doing it to a whole different level, a Hall of Fame level. Every time DeGrom has a nasty start, Trev's guy, Jeff Passan, is, is letting you read his article about it. Um, the guy's a monster. He's kind of, like, broken the game. It's kind of funny when I'm watching him hit right now, and we did this with Tristan McKenzie, but this is way different. But it just doesn't. It's just funny that like you you can tell the body type of a pitcher or hitter just more. Yeah. When you see them in a box, like that, he's just a little far away from the the plate there. Just standing more upright, like yeah. they, like that stupid word hitterish. Yeah. Like he looks hitterish. Like you could just look at this and be like, that guy doesn't look hitterish. But <clears throat> goes the other barrel. Goes the other way. A little flare shot. Uh, that was one of them. So have they won DeGrom, more DeGrom games than they've lost now? He His record is 2-1. and one. They have they lost the first two. They've won the next two. So, hey, how about it? There you go. How about 14-plus uh, Ks in your last three starts? <laughs> Jim, how nasty was Garrett Cole on Saturday versus the Indians? Second half of the game, it was crazy. Pretty nasty. Seven innings, 11 Ks. I mean, 14-14-15. Stupid man. I don't know. He's really good. I I love that you're giving DeGrom some love. Obviously, he deserves it. Um, And you talk about how we don't talk about him enough because he just does it all the time. The Kershaw effect is he's the guy. Like people talk about DeGrom. He's He's the best pitcher ever. He's a Hall of Famer. Kershaw's been doing what DeGrom is doing even better for seven more years. 
I feel like people I I live in LA and I don't think of Kershaw in the same way I think of DeGrom. And I don't know why that is. Trap, like, why an unplug replug? You went robot. You went robot on us. Oh, robot Trev. I'll say what Trev was about to say, and you know, Jake's underappreciated too. Like Kershaw's kind of the Jake effect. Mm-hmm. And I like that you were heading there, man. You didn't have to do that, but you did that. No, I mean, Foolish Baseball has tweeted out, like, what would DeGrom have to do to have a better final career than Kershaw? And it's almost like it's impossible. It's impossible. Because they're the same age, and you don't think about that. You think he's younger. Yeah. Check, 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 check. Yeah, I mean, Kershaw's best stretch, probably 2013 through 2016 area. Yeah, I mean, it's a very similar ERA plus to what DeGrom's doing. DeGrom's got the punchies a little more and a little more pizzazz, if we're being honest. But, no, I mean, Clayton, Clayton, he does art, man. DeGrom's ERA plus right now on the season so far is 1,238. Yeah. Meaning um, he's 1,138% better than the average pitcher. True. One thousand one hundred thirty-eight percenter. I'm all, I'm done giving him standout because it's not. It doesn't even stand out anymore. Yeah. Like normal Degrom start. Normal Degrom. Nine I, innings pitch. The only thing that K's. stood out here is the two hits. To be honest. Yeah. I was like, oh yeah, cool. All right, let's get negative. Let's get negative. Negative. Um. Womp. 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 Trump watch. Uh, I thought fun. I saved the sound bite last time, but I guess I didn't. The soundboard. Check up your butt? No, I didn't. Wait, wait, wait. Checking. Checking? Trump watch. What you got, Beavers? Well, we're starting off with a man very close to my heart. Reese Hoskins this week, four for 13, three dingers, six ribbies, and a walk. Shame to flame. God, Breeze, one, great... one of my favorite swings. Uh, it's Trevor. Oh, don't my bad. Don't speak That's for Trevor. That's Don't speak for don't Trevor. Don't do that. Little brain. Yeah. <laughs> and our guy Ian Hat. Mm. was one for ten coming into last week, one for seven this week. And only played two games. Only played two games, two walks. Uh, he's, we're still going to keep him on, and we're still, still going to watch him, and we're going to move past it quickly. Yeah. Shout-out sequence episode coming out tomorrow, second AB, and a bat against Blake Trinan. Ian, Power. go watch that. Go taste yourself a little bit. Power sinker. Frankie Lindor, we almost took him off because one of his three hits last week was a homer. This week, three hits again and 13 ABs, three Ks. Yeah, no, he's still on. Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. he, had, uh, he had no walks. He had no extra base hits. He just had one hit in each game. So he, he's, he's very much still on. Max Muncy, one for nine. Eight walks. Jeez. Crazy. Ribby. Yeah, man. What's going on? Is he the Joey? Is he? He loves it. Can we do um, like Max Muncy watch now that Mad Bum's off Mad Bum watch? Or unless Mad Bum's still on? Because I still want to watch Mad Bum. Like a 556 on base percentage. I think he's just off and it just sucks. I mean, this is my but, walk thing yesterday. Like he got a 2 0 pitch right down the middle and just couldn't have been less interested. Yeah, not going to swing 2 0. But also then Pomerantz. Got him out one two three through three fastballs in the zone or I don't nasty know if they're all fastballs. Lefty on lefty, that's tough. But still, I mean, came Power into the zone, so it's you still got a hit. 
I had like a shower thought about Muncie no. this morning. I was like, he is always doing way better and way worse than you think, and I think this is why because he just walks all the time. When he gets hits, they're usually for power too. Well, Noisy's the new Muncie, and he yeah. he made his debut. Remember we said yeah. you were thinking about Max Muncie in the shower? Yeah, I mean you that's no, that part's normal. Just I had no, that he thought about him this morning. He's a never nude yeah. Trev. George, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, George, 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 yeah. yeah, actually, yeah. George and it's actually a beanie. It's actually just like a beanie and a tube sock. Mm. <laughs> what else do you and think about Max not in the shower? Are there other thoughts, BBD? Yeah. Oh, plenty, but yeah. that's its own show that I do. Yeah. yeah. Could the shower had hold me? Manny Machado, four for 18, two ribbies, five Ks. So for seven the week before. Uh, still on. Power still on. Okay. okay. Still on. I mean, there was a very clutch hit, though. So I think Padres fans Is like, everybody like staying? Yeah, Ozuna's staying. Sorry. Ozuna's over, yeah. Ozuna stays. Schwarber stays two for 12, Schwarber unless you don't stays? care. But Ooh, that's interesting. No, I do care. It's you still do April. Schwarber, we care. It's on a new team. Don't like God. him looking that uni, but. Gary Sanchez, he stays. Uh, Will Smith, there's hey. an argument. Three for seven, and two of the three are doubles. Yeah, Will Smith. Yeah. You can get him off there. 429 batting average, yeah. 556 on base. He's off. Huge. And and Zach Plesac did not play since we put him so on, he so he can't come. This is a, this I miss is a, Gary. Yeah, so Gary's staying. Um, he did have a good on-base percentage in the three games or two games that he played. He's still seeing the ball well. He's just not getting hits anymore. I was going to put out a series of tweets about what I'm seeing. I thought I might save it for a sequence episode. Essentially the same thing is happening with him. He's starting a little late. And then everything speeds up after that. So he is swinging at good pitches, but he's just his barrel location is not there, like his barrel accuracy. So he, he's getting these heaters and just he's just a little late, just a tiny bit, man. So hopefully he figures that out. I'd like it if he did. Yeah. All right. We got some players that are getting added. Awesome. Oh. Before we do that, Jeff. Jeff Breidich resigned from the Rockies' GM job. No. Breidich. He's gone. Say why? Wait, that's yeah. fucked up. Yeah, Kyle sent it to us in our Talking Baseball. Um, a couple people slacked me, and I got in the, in the passing tweet. Why? Because he did bad at his job. But the owners don't. He's saving his own face. Yeah. It's like late to do that. Like you were pretty much like pot committed. Like, if you, like, resign before being forced to do that trade, not after. Right. You know, if you're, like, not on board and you want to resign because you don't like the way the ownership is making you run the team or whatever and you think it's going to blacken your name as a GM, do it before you make the Arenado trade, which was awful. Not after. It's kind of like... Wait, was he against the Arenado trade? I thought he was, like, the guy that ran him out of town. No idea. Either... That's what I'm trying to say. Who's... Yeah. I don't... It's weird. Like, I, I thought him and the owners were kind of doing the same bullshit together and now to find if you find out like he's the owners want him out or he wanted out like well who are we mad at then both still yeah sounds to me like the owners are just scapegoating him not even though he's probably deserved of getting his job taken away from him like they can just put a face on it then. yeah i guess they, I, they, yeah. they could have also given him the we're gonna fire you so you resign resign but yeah. even then like firing him to put a face on it like it's still from the top yeah like i'm yeah. I don't know. They, they don't want him in charge of the 
trade deadline, but it's the top stuff. I need everything a, you're saying. Yeah, right, I guess I'll read a bunch of. I don't know anything. Might be I'm a big part of Wednesday's episode. Trying to wrap my head around. We don't talk about them. We're D-backs fans. That's true. That's true. All right. So guys to add. Oh yeah, we got a lot of players staying. Yeah. Holy smokes! Might not want to add many. Do I read? Yeah. Okay. So yeah, starting rip, off, rip them. Well, I forget how we do it now because we've tried. We've talked about right, so many different ideas good. for it. Acuna, he comes back from the injury and goes zero for ten. So I don't know what we want to do there. Yeah, I thought we were only going to be adding five. Uh, yeah, well, there's a few options there, and, it's, uh, and I thought we were settled on you guys like pick each pick one pick to add, but also we pick we kept a bunch this week. So it's a tough ask. We've got some other offers on there. Schwerber, I, I don't. Slumping. I don't. I don't fault Bobachet for slumping just because Carl Ravage completely embarrassed him on national TV. I Mask. think it's no. He's Bobachet is an every other series yeah. player. He went. He went flame against the Yankees and then shame against the Rangers and then flame against whoever played last week and now he's, he's a, going shame again. He's like a he's weekend just guy. Almost, almost like. Ooh, I like that. Wow, can we a, get his splits yeah. weekday versus weekend? Does Baseball Reference offer those? I think they do. I can at least find the days of the Is week. Bo turning up individually. That's so funny. Does he have his peaches uh, down? Can we just take all the Braves <laughs> off? Because like. Yeah, I'm Braves over it. stink right like, now. So I'm taking Ozuna okay. off. Yes. I'm taking Acuna off. Yes. I'm just taking all the Braves off. Mm. You just stink mm. right now. Um, and then Schwarber and Bell. I mean, they're like, you know. They're the same thing. It's but the same I am watch. interested. I'm not. But kind of one. Like, it's kind of once one. Once one of them's off, I'm. I don't care about either of Has them. Has Schwarber been good yet? Because then it's not slump watch yet. He had a homer. Yeah, huge one that I saw. He's his first <laughs> two. His first two, and then he had a good stretch against. He had a good series against the Diamondbacks. He's like supposed to be a hitter. It wasn't even that good though. No, no, he's just been bad. I mean, I'm. This is like we we have to rid you're you're not good yet out of the slump watch. Otherwise, we're still gonna have like twenty people every time. Okay, you have to be good and then and be then bad. slump. Yeah, I mean, is Gary off then? If we're doing tough love, well, Gary's he been he had two games. I think his stat is if you take away the first two games, he's been. I think he had a bad yeah. since. It's not been extra. He had a couple games after. If you extend that to like five, I'm with you. Just saying, it's still Same early thing. in the year. I, I understand the policy you're trying to yeah, set. Yeah, I mean, but. through the first, through his first 32 plate appearances, Gary had a 406 on base percentage, 296 batting average. That's a good stretch. He's been like, oh, do I need to call Marcus up and just say, this is what I'm seeing? Can you tell Gary this for me? Like, what's going on there? It's so obvious to me. I don't understand how he's not call Marcus getting him right. Call Marcus. Do you have if Marcus's you've got number? that ability, we would really I don't, appreciate but it. I, will, I swear to God, if someone put me in contact with him, I, I could work with Marcus to fix Gary. Whose number do you have on the Yankees? Tyler Wade, my bad. Is he on the Yankees right now? <laughs> I have some, but I'd never text them to try and fix a player. <laughs> Imagine if I texted Nevin. Like, hey, here's the thing about hitting coaches, this. man. They got 25 or, I guess, 12. 12 or 13 guys they got to take care of, man. Yeah. yeah. A lot. Matt Chapman, 0 for 9, hmm. 4 walks. Bo he Bichette. had a hot streak a couple weeks ago at the beginning of that. Eugenio Suarez, but hasn't he not even started hitting yet? Uh, Eugenio. Yeah. 
you guys handle this? This is my least favorite part of the show because I just I can't. It hurts. It's a mess. I don't know how we did it in past years, but like this is. I think we got to chop down even more. I got yeah. I thought we said only five can be added, and then like only five can stay. Like we we need to chop it down a lot. We're kind of we're close to that right now, and it's still messy. I think we got to reduce even more. Okay. Toilet flush because we don't like it. I like like players to be good. Luis Castillo getting hit. How about that? Mm. It's three starts in a row. Not bad. Yeah, I had Corbett on here as well, but I'll take him off. He's been awful. I don't know what's going on with him. Got paid and laid. Let's go to Ooh. Fuego over those guys. They're all going to be hot. Dirt nasties on Fuego. That means I'm on fire, baby. Like Waco. All right. In Fuego, we got some hitters here. Tatis, already heard about him. Five home runs. CJ Crone. Yes. He went seven for 12 with two homers, 615 on base percentage. Colton Wong for the Brew Crew. Yeah. Pretty good. They're searching for offense right off now. The, the pitching's IL. Been, off the IL. Pitching's been great. He goes seven for 13 with a homer and three doubles. Um, that's really good. Dylan Carlson, one of the few Cardinals that raked. The pitching did a lot of the work. Carlson went off 7 for 11. He's having a good season. Uh, Yon Mancada, he homered. Three RBIs, three walks, 643 on base percentage on the series. And Tapia, the one dude from the, the Rockies mm-hmm. that I'm paying attention to. He uh, 462 average, 500 on base percentage, 6 for 13 with a homer. Trade him. Walk-off homer. Walk-off homer, yep. So that's the uh, the hitters that had the best weekend or the ones we wanted to highlight. There might be some that had like better in whatever stat you like. Uh, pitchers that are hot, DeGrom talked about him. Boring. Matt Boyd has a 164 ERA in yeah. his last three starts and a 182 on the season. Pronating. Actually, I haven't you're Dylan Bundy. I haven't gone and looked into if he's doing anything different or just being better. I'm interested in to see what Bundy and Boyd. There's anything different, yeah. We should take a picture with them. We should. You Darvish, he's got a one three three ERA in his last mm. four starts. A trade's working out pretty well. He looks pretty good. Walker Bueller, we saw him in that same series, two sixteen ERA. Different. And Gibby, our best friend, he's got a zero six seven ERA in his last four starts. Twenty seven innings pitched, two earned runs, twenty two Ks. He looks great. Those are your Enfuego pitchers. Gibby going to be traded? Mm. Get him in pinstripes. What's his salary? Does he make less I love that he's bounced back from that first start. As bad of a first start as you can have to start a season. As bad as you can have. What's his his season ERA now? We've got to look that up. I got my Gibbies down in Georgia. 2-3-0. I mean, he's doing it. So that's awesome to start off with a 135 ERA. He went to Lance's fastball farm, making nine and a half mil this year, seven seven and a half next year. Pinstripes. Mm, I don't know if they can afford that. Pinstripes. <laughs> well, there you go. Dude, willing to eat a lot of Ruby. Yankees. This thing just, someone say the Yankees can't afford something. It's it's such a different mindset than like I grew up. Like the Yankees could afford everything. Anything. Yeah, I mean, they still have the second highest payroll. The game doesn't change. They still spend more money than the, your team. Yeah. A lot of lot of fans of other teams like to call the Yankees cheap, but the Yankees still outspend yeah. them. The only only fans that can do that is the Dodgers. The Yankees still spend Dodgers more than Dodgers beat Spend. Dodgers. Yeah. 
All right, let's go to awards. I am giving out the uh, Who Is She Award. Mm, Beautiful. Want to read a, a fun stat here? Listen to this. Love that. Tweeted out by Matt Birch. Shohei Otani will be the Angels' starting pitcher on Monday. It's been almost exactly 100 years since a player made a made a pitching start while also leading the majors in homers. Babe Ruth did it. We're literally getting the hype we were told we would get. Shohei Otani's hitting homers, leads the league, and he's going to be pitching. Yeah. And his pitching isn't that bad either. It's crazy. Like, if he can keep this up, it's one month. We'll see. But so far, even the fact that he's doing it, and he did it in 18, uh, and he's doing it now, when all the injuries and, and all that, we were like, eh, maybe you don't even do it. Like, nope. We'll just run him out there. He's going to go Babe Ruth on everyone. It's crazy. His swing is so weird, and I love it. He's got a lot of pop in that in that swing. Doesn't seem like it's a swing that generates a lot of power, but my goodness, that guy can hit the ball far. I don't I don't get it, Travis. I got a trampoline bat or something. It just when he hits one oppo, it just never looks like he actually got it to me. And then I'm like, what? He got it. Let me that? tell you something, Jim. A lot of guys are searching for that Japanese wood. Ooh, when you get a, when you get a Japanese. Wood bat. It's harder. I don't know what the deal is. There's some SSKs that I used to... I forget who used to have those. Somebody used to have those. And boy, those things were hard. I bet you Otani's got some nice, dense, perfect wood bats. I'd like to go, I'd like to investigate that a little bit. Okay. Like, he's, it's not like a cheating thing or anything, but I bet you he's got like in, incredible sticks. Yeah. I'm interested. There's a there's a website called like what players wear. Whatproswear.com. And they usually have like all the equipment that guys like their gloves, their cleats, their bat. It says that uh looking, looking, looking. They don't have it up here. They have they have everything else. They have his cleats, his batting gloves. They just don't have his bat. Curious. I'll look the, I'll look into that a little bit. There's a blank square where it should be. What the hell? So What's yeah, Otani's Babe Ruth. Babe Ruth. Think about Babe Ruth and like what Otani's doing. And then you have to imagine like the rest of the league was just like like there's some really good hitters and home run hitters in the league. And then back when Babe Ruth was playing, like he was like twice as good as any other hitter too, like as far as like power. So it's interesting to think about that. Like if if Otani was leading the league with 40 homers, and the next highest person was like at 20. Like, Babe Ruth was so dominant for his time. A6, Trev. A6 Maple Bat. Gold Stage seems to be a premium label in Japan. I bet you nobody else is swinging A6 in the, in the show except for Shohei. I get some juice. Shohei. Mm. 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 So, yeah. Makes you Just think. making history, leading the league in homers, starting pitching. And they played him in left field for the first time, which should qualm their, we're not going to hit him on days when he pitches because we don't want to lose the DH. Or would you still lose the DH? 
if you move him to the field from pitcher. So if he's pitching and then he goes to left field, you still got to replace the pitcher. So the left you're field, good. you're still lo- you lose the left fielder, but you wouldn't lose the DH. I think so. I don't think so because he stays in the field. Yeah. So that might be their way. Replacing the pitcher. That might be their way around that and get him to hit and pitch in the same game more often. He played. uh, It was the first time he ever played the outfield, or the field. The field in MLB. That's cool. It's a free. He pitches tonight. Monday. Monday. Which is today. Okay. Yeah. I was going up against the Rangers, and we had. I was on the IG live saying. Corbin Burns, Shohei Otani, the good chance they might throw no hitters tonight because of the offenses they're facing. And then Willie Calhoun was in the chat. Ooh. So I said I had to walk that one back a little bit. I said, hey, maybe Willie, you'll take him deep tonight. Your boy Willie. Damn. Damn. Yeah, I gotta watch what I'm saying. Damn. 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 Me or you, Jake? You. It's always you, baby. All right. I'm giving the are we doing boners? Award. Oh wow! I did see you write that in there. Oh, we we doing boners. Award. You gotta you gotta stay with me here. I'm gonna try to piece it all together for Please? everyone. I'm talking what our guy. Are. What? That's what awards are. Piecing it together. Usually, I'm. If you ask me that, ask me that question. Are we doing boners? I'm gonna say yes. This one, I'm 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 not sure. I'm talking about Emmanuel Clace, mm. reliever mm. for the Cleveland. Class A? I, I was wondering. So. Is, I think is it, it is. Class a? We're not great at names, chat, but I think reference it's on that? Oh, Whatever. Man. Emmanuel from the from the Indians, okay? If you look at his transaction history here, let's get down here. I had it up. So he was dra- signed by the Padres. Then he was traded to the Rangers as a player to be named later for Brett Nicholas. Now, people don't know who Brett Nicholas is. Very nice guy. But he's essentially Rube Baker. You know who Rube Baker is? Rube Baker. Like the catcher that has to recite the Victoria's nice Secret guy? catalog. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yes. So I'm the just... Rangers essentially... I'm piecing it. The Rangers yeah. essentially got Class A for free from the Padres. And then they shipped him off to the Indians in the Kluber deal. Uh-huh. So he's been really good. 2020, guess what happens? Makes his debut in 2019, has a good year. 2020, gets banged for PEDs. That's where my hesitation comes in. Misses the entire season from that. Then he comes back. And I don't know if you guys have watched this guy pitch. Mm-hmm. Like 102 mile an hour cutter. Yeah. It's disgusting. So he's had this strange transaction thing. The Indians basically got him for free after the Rangers gave up on him. And they got him for free. Now he's throwing probably my favorite pitch in all the baseball now. He looks disgusting. But I'm not sure, like, am I supposed to be rooting for this guy? Am I doing boners with Emmanuel Classe? Because he is a steroid guy. He got popped, missed a whole season. But he's so good right now and so fun to watch. What am I supposed to do? Mm. How do you guys feel about that? Um, I, I think you can root for him, man. I don't know. What do you get popped for? Do we care? Just says just says a performance enhancing. Okay. Got eighty games. They they gave him the full season and counted that last year. The sixty games counted as a eighty game suspension. There's there's, there's no transparency. Tra- there's zero transparency, really, 
between these pops unless you're like Cano. And then there's so much like going into exactly the drug he took and why he took it and all that. And there's so many stories of guys that get popped and it says PDs and then you like read deeper and it's not that I almost don't even input that as information. Like I have no idea if this dude actually was like cheating the game or he was recovering from an injury or he would just like something small that you would get at a pharmacy. Like it, it's kind of, they've watered down that suspension in my brain. Like I don't actually consider anyone unless it really comes out. Like Cano's really came out and they're like, no, it's this and this and this. And he's a repeat offender. Yeah. So I almost don't hold it against guys that get just popped once. Montes. Um, Montes, he's, yeah. He's, he's 23 years old. He's yet to give up an earned run. He's 9.1 innings pitch. He's got 11 Ks. I don't even think he's figured out the kind of pitcher he can be. Like, I think he has the stuff to like be like a elite reliever. And the Indians, again, just finding pitching out of nowhere is kind of the story here. Yeah, I don't know his stats, but he looked incredibly wild against the Yankees. I'm looking at like his spray chart. He has three walks to 11 strikeouts right now. But when you throw that damn hard and the ball is moving that much. Yeah. It's unbelievable. He basically, he basically cut her slider guy. I want to root for him. Like basically, that's my whole thing. Is okay. I want to root for this guy. I think watching him pitch is so fun, but I also don't like the steroid thing. So, my boner's confused right now. That's let's root. Saying. Let's root for him. I mean, it it obviously sucks a little bit, and I I think we still you know. I get caught up in the 90s era because you think about steroids and you still jump to McGuire, Canseco, these big guys, and that's not class A. Um, so I'm going to root for him. I mean, a 102 cutter, it's kind of unreal. Like, he, he threw one the other day while we were watching, and it's just like, oh, my God. Like, that's that's unreal. Like, that's where I laugh at A-Rod referencing Tony Gwynn because guess what Tony Gwynn didn't see? 102 cutters, man. Uh so yeah, I think I think we could bone her up for him. I think he's gross. He's got a great baseball savant page, Jim. I know you like that. Seventy-two mm-hmm. percent of the time he's still in the cutter. Twenty-four percent he's still in a slider, and the pitches are just nasty, man. They're just nasty. Nasty. I want people. To, I want people to go check him out. Do it. Did you, did you ask Chris Rose, Cleveland guy? I did. I didn't. I should. Okay. Tomorrow I'll ask him about him. Tomorrow. On IG Live. Insta Live. 11.30 Eastern. John Boy Media Instagram page. Like Jake, that. who's like your that. award? Uh, my award just got renamed. Um, it was going to be the Neil Allen Award. Uh, but Neil it's Allen. we're doing the Let's Do Boners Award. Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm doing the <laughs> Let's Do Boners Award. Uh, because Trev and... I don't think you realize this, but there's some beautiful artistry that's about to go on. I am giving my award to Kent Emanuel. So we went from Emanuel Class A to Kent Emanuel. My guy made his major league debut for the Strohs. Our guy, Odo, gets hurt. We're going to check in on him. We'll get an update for you guys. Gets pulled after one out. Kent, you're in, buddy. The lefty. 28 years old, making his major league debut. Probably didn't know he was going to pitch this day. You know, they were probably expecting six strong out of Odo and then go to the go to the meat of the bullpen. What does Kent come do? He comes in and he throws the baseball, baby. 8.2 innings. 
goes the rest of the way. He only gives up two runs, two homers. I mean, for a major league debut, I can't even imagine, man. Like, that would be the last thing on my mind. I'd just be hoping to throw strikes and get some outs. Kent said, screw that. You gave me the bump. I'm going. 8.2 is the first time a reliever's gone that long since uh, Ernie Shore. I took a guess. You took a guess. It was Neil Allen in 88. Uh, So 30-plus years. And, Trev, here's the kicker. My guy got popped. For a PED suspension, Kent Emanuel, but it's controversial. He got tested positive for DHCMT, which I guess is this old steroid that, I I don't know, there's a bunch of articles on it. Ken Rosenthal wrote one. It's like kind of controversial. My guy Kent is so built up and pissed off, he got the number zero because he said, I should have been suspended for that many games. He said it in his post-game presser. Yes, after his major league debut where he came out and pitched 8.2 in relief, he said, I'm wearing number zero because that's how many games I should have been suspended. Man, are you going to fit in well in Houston, buddy? Keep that up. Keep shoving, my man, and (laughs) good for you. I don't know anything about the actual DHCMT, but apparently there's a discussion around it. But, again, it goes back to what we're saying. I mean, Kent is 28. He kind of looks like our – East German steroid from the 70s and 80s. So, like, there was a lot of guys that it stands a ball in this. Like, a lot of guys were getting popped for it out of nowhere. I think that's where, um, forgetting his name now, Chris Colabello, former teammate of mine, mm-hmm. he he's denied it vehemently that he didn't take any steroids. But what a, what a line right there. Zero on my back because that's how many games I should have been suspended for. Yes. Welcome to Houston. He's waiting on that one. I wanted to give him um, standout, but Mad Bum no hit, so I yeah I altered. But yeah, that's 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 really cool. Do you know who Ernie Shore is? Ernie Shore, sure don't. Ernie Shore threw a perfect game, but it doesn't count because Babe Ruth threw to one pitcher. Threw like two. Oh yes, he threw like two pitches. The umpire. Did it, called him balls, and then Babe Ruth charged the umpire. He got ejected. Yeah. Ernie Shore replaced him, got 27 batters. Well, Babe got him loose. He got all 27 batters that he faced Twist out. the can. But Babe, like, let the first runner on, like, four-pitch walk and got ejected. Pretty funny. Pretty good story. Babe got him loose. Kent. I'm reading the article about Kent Emanuel in the Wall Street Journal right now, so everyone go check that out because I'm sure there's some good nuggets yeah. in there. What do you think they said? Did it? Was he lined up to start the next day? Or no, like, I bet what, he was a bulk guy for yeah. Odo. I mean, Odo was I, – I don't have no idea. I'm guessing he was like – I thought about that. If he had no idea, but I'm guessing they said like, hey, Odo's not going to go deep because he's still starting, I guess. Like he's still getting into the season. Like you're going to be his second – the second guy out. But I'm I'm totally taking a blind guess Eight here. and two-thirds is – you know, he's probably – I'll go four. There was a funny if graphic. I'm good, I'll go four. There was a funny graphic of, uh, you know – Kent Emanuel, they put up underneath him, like, you know, MLB debut. And he's facing Pujols, and the graphic said, like, has homered off 413 different MLB pitchers or whatever the number is. It's kind of funny. And then Pujols homered, and then Shohei homered, but he did go 8.2. I think, because I think Emanuel got called up Friday. So, I mean, he was, he was around. I don't know. Interesting stuff, but talk, talk about, you know, everyone's major league debut is a story. And, Kent's got a good one. Yeah. 
Do you want to do elevator talk? I guess that's how we usually end the show. Okay. I'm about it. to dive deep. It's a long into, one today. It is. I'm going to dive deep into this Rockies thing, though. The official statement's interesting. We we also have to give out the best friend of the week. Oh, best friend of the week. Who was it? Well, as much as Gibby tried to go for his third, the best friend of the week is Reese Hoskins with the three homers, six ribbies. Four for Good job, Reese. Great job by Reese. Yeah, I needed that from you personally. So Yeah. Um, the Rockies official statement says that the uh, the Colorado Rockies announced today that the club and executive vice president slash general manager Jeff British have mutually agreed that he will step down from his role effective immediately. So it yeah. sounds like they said, we're firing you or you're stepping down. That's usually how that, what that structure of that sentence means. And then I found interesting that they're like, Fiesel, the club's executive vice president, um, he's been named president and chief operating staff, and he will now oversee baseball operations in addition to his current responsibilities leading all facets of the club's business operations, including spearheading the organization's role as host of 2020 MLB mm. All-Star Game festivities in July. I don't know why that's included in this at all. Yeah. Just getting people excited about it. Yeah. Reminder, we do have the All-Star game. Can't believe this guy's name is Feasel. That's tough. <laughs> Just way too close to Weasel. Feasel the Weasel? Yeah. He, on. he heard that growing up. Still does. That's how he got when the you, also, me, also, measle. When Measles you, aren't a good thing. When you type in Feasel, when you type in Feasel to Google, yeah. my auto, like, populate, brings up Feasel the Muffin Thief. Mm. Mm. Oh, it's a World of Warcraft thing. Huge. All right. Thought it was a real life muffin. We got thief. the wowers. All right. We can do uh, a little quick. Quick real, elevator. One minute. One minute on the clock. On because the clock. I got to be honest with you guys. I've been holding in a piece since Trev started the AL recap. Mm. And it's. it's <laughs> spinning the wheel. If you're stuck in an elevator with a. Hey now. Hey now. You're stuck in an elevator. Philadelphia Phillies. Wow. Oh, Jesus. Well, and the episode. And the, you know that. Tra- they've got uh, an outfield. They've got Wheeler. They've got Nola. Harper's hot. Bomb. That was a bomb he hit. He went into the staircase. You want to talk about something? Hey, did you hit that? Did you see that ball Harper hit in Colorado? It went out of the stadium because it went into a staircase, and they never found it again, actually, ever. I've seen live. Bryce Harper hit a home run in Colorado. How about that? You sure? Yeah. He's a pretty good player. Yeah. All time. Mm. Overshadows the rest of the team. Nice. They're second worst in OPS from third basemans. <laughs> uh, they're 14th. Um, Didi's worldly. No, he's 14th at shortstop in OPS. Um, first base is 13. So don't believe what BBD tweets. <laughs> Follow BBD. He's got hot. Um, Phillies updates. Nick Maton's taking the hearts of Phillies fans. Yeah. Uh, he's go. got like several multi hit games in a row coming up. He's got like a 400 something batting average in his first six games. A lot of people are like, hey, can we like have him play center field when Gene comes back? Because they get nothing out of center field. Um, hey, hey, easy. Mickey Moniak. They are. Up there. They he's are. I'm just telling shot. you what the replies to all my tweets They say. are 30th <laughs> in uh, OPS from center fielders. Out of, out of 30 teams. Mm. Oniak did homer recently. Got this, Sorry, got Phillies first. fans, that elevator elevator talk has gone south with yeah. you, but if you need positivity, go to BBD's Twitter. Right here. We're just fighting the, the demon. No, the, the 
Is it Maiton or Matan? I think it's Maiton. He's he's Maiton. brothers with the twin with the not twins Indians reliever Phil Mayton Matan. Nick, yeah, man, his last four games have been multi-hit for a rook. He's got a hit in every game. The six games. Phillies fans are going a little overboard. They, they're calling him the next Nick. Chase Utley, oh, and that's Phil's too not much. But it's a little hot. He's played six games, guys, but they think he gives the same energy. Six? And they saw Chase Utley, and I starting his MLB so. career eleven for twenty-two. Go get it, kid. Love that. Oh man, I gotta pee so bad. Jake sucks. Thanks, everybody. You go pee. Yeah, I'm out. We love you. We're all gonna pee. <laughs>